let's get ready for some serious shift. This is a podcast, Shifting Inside Out, hosted by your quantum shifter, Angie McCourt. We are diving into ways to empower and enable a quantum shift. Inspiring topics, hacks, and guest speakers take us on a journey around authenticity, challenging status quo, personal power, and living a purpose-filled life. Melissa, welcome to Shifting Inside Out. I'm so grateful to have you on this episode. To get started, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Okay. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me, Angie. I'm so excited to be here and be a part of your amazing podcast. It's so good. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share with your audience. Um, My name is Melissa Sutherland. I'm a wife of almost 23 years. It's hard to believe. Um, I have two kids. One's 18 and a grown-up, and (laughs) the other one is 12. Um, We live in Central Florida, and um, we have an air conditioning company that is family-owned. And if you've ever done air conditioning work in Florida, you know that it's stressful. So, <laughs> Definitely. Um, yes, it's it's everybody's hot and the hot people are unhappy. Um, <laughs> we also, um, I'm a network marketing leader. I'm in the top 2% of my company and that did not come easy. Um, and I am a mindset coach helping busy moms overcome mom guilt and the frustration and the challenges that come with being a busy working mom. So lots happening, but it's all good. I love how well-rounded everything that's happening is for you, which is really awesome. So I know we'll get into more of your journey, which I think everyone's going to find a lot of really good information, tidbits, interesting pieces that will be awesome that we can dive into later. Um, But first, let's do um, a couple quick round questions so that the audience can get to know you. So the first question is, what is your morning ritual? Okay, well, I... Did not used to be an early bird, but now I get up at 4.30 and wow. <laughs> stumble. Yes, I stumble into the kitchen and mix up uh, pre-workout and lots of water, like 25 ounces of water. And as I sip on that, I sit down and write out um, gratitudes, things that I'm grateful for. It can be anything from chocolate to air conditioning to my family. Um, Mm -hmm. then I write down my goals, my big, hairy, scary goals, whatever those are that I'm working on right now. And I fill the rest of my journal pages with affirmations. I just write from the heart, all kinds of I am statements and, um, things like money affirmations, time affirmations, all, all of that kind of stuff. And then I work out. So (laughs) if I'm strength training, (laughs) I'm usually listening to something motivational on YouTube. If I'm doing cardio, I like to do classes on my TV. So um, definitely a busy morning and I try to get it all done by six. So what's happening there? (laughs) That must be incredible though, like to already be very focused on the day, be centered in where you're at, have that energy boost from the workout. Like that must be really amazing to start your day that way. It is. It really is. And I've been doing this, I've been working out early for 10 plus years, but the gratitude and the goals and the affirmations, that all kind of got added on over time. But Mm -hmm. I start my day on such a high note every single day, and it really does make a huge, huge difference. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Especially, Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, especially when your job is challenging. Mm -hmm. Starting, if it's July, starting my day on a high note is really beneficial. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing what you have ahead of you, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I imagine you go to bed at a decent time, but there's a lot that's going on between kids and marriage and work and, and then also your business and also learning and coaching and all of the wellness and, and healthcare and, and health uh, exercise and whatnot you're doing. How do you renew your energy? So I love to travel, but when that's not possible, cause we, we can't go somewhere every day, I try to get outside. I try to take a walk or just 10 minutes on my back porch. Um, if, Sometimes I just walk laps around the parking lot at the office just to kind of get outside, get in the sunshine, the fresh air. That makes an enormous difference in my well-being. And if you can do it midday, it's it's good for anyone to just kind of decompress mm -hmm. and get outside for a few minutes. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. That actually helped me yesterday specifically was being outside moving and we did kayaking and a little bit of walking and it shifts your energy so much. So I love that. Thank you for suggesting that to folks. A lot of times we forget that we have that resource right there. So the last question is what is your guilty pleasure? <laughs> so I love paranormal, dirty fiction novels. I Ooh, love so them. Do I. <laughs> I will devour them. So, nice. Um, and there's a few series that I've read multiple times. They're just ridiculous, but they're fun and effortless to read. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's my escape. So fantastic. Okay. We have to connect offline too. So <laughs> I didn't realize that you were into that. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the meat of things. So um, I would love for you to just go ahead and start sharing your journey with us. And then we can dive deeper into some specifics. Okay, so I found entrepreneurship, specifically network marketing, when I was 18, and mm. I joined a cosmetics company, and that experience was everything that gives network marketing a bad name. <laughs> the horror wow. stories you read about, that was that ex my experience in that time, and I actually share quite a bit of it in a book I've contributed to that's coming out in, um, in uh, just about a week, but it left me nearly divorced, nearly bankrupt, my confidence shattered, and I didn't actually leave that company until I was 22, but what could have been a really great thing ended up being terrible. Mm -hmm. And I share that because a lot of people would think I was crazy for giving it another shot. Um, and it took me a long time. I didn't, I didn't try again until I was in my thirties. And in the meantime, every hobby I ever had, I found a way to monetize. Mm -hmm. So, um, I got really into digital scrapbooking and mm -hmm. I actually learned how to design all of the little bits and pieces that people use to make digital pages and started selling them and ended up opening a little online consignment store where people sold their things with a friend. And so that's just, I guess I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset. Mm -hmm. So, um, when network marketing kind of fell into my lap again, it was when I was trying to lose the baby weight after our second child, our daughter, 
I had lost weight before she was born and it was just so much harder the older you get. Mm -hmm. And it was not <laughs> happening. It was not coming off. And a friend of mine sold weight loss and fitness products. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. But it was more than our budget allowed with having two kids in childcare. And I realized that if I had three customers a month, I could pay for it and it wouldn't come out of our family budget. So that's kind of how I found myself dipping my toe back in the water, mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of unintentionally, but that's how it happened. And while I had moderate success there, I never really like made real money. And I didn't understand that it wasn't knowledge of the products and it wasn't being popular. It was belief, mm. belief in myself, belief in my ability, belief in what I was doing. I didn't have belief at all. <laughs> there was none. And so I kind of got burned out and I became a group fitness instructor, again, monetizing my hobby. <laughs> and so I was teaching at the Y and I loved it. I loved it, but it was a tremendous amount of time invested because the planning that goes into a group exercise class and the um, memorizing of choreography, all of that takes a lot of time. And that was uh -huh. time away from my family. Mm -hmm. So I was doing that and I just kind of stumbled on this activewear company and I loved the clothes and they were super cute. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to sign up and get the discount, get all the stuff. And then I'm going to cancel because I don't need another business. I don't need another thing. So <laughs> I did that, but I put it on my credit card which I had no business doing and I didn't mention it to my husband. So, <laughs> you know, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission, right? So um, I was like, well, hmm, I got to pay for this. So I decided I was, we do parties. I was going to have one party and make some of the money back and then I wasn't going to worry about it. Well, I ended up making all of the money back and <laughs> some. <laughs> so wow. I was like, maybe I'll just, part-time, do this like an affiliate marketing kind of thing and just kind of sell the clothes here and there and get a discount and pay for my own stuff. And so that was almost five years ago. Hmm. And in that time, we have traveled um, with the company. I've built an amazing, beautiful team that I just love and adore. And it's been an amazing journey. Um, and I, I ended up leaving group fitness when the pandemic happened because I realized then like just how much time it was mm -hmm. taking when it went away. I was like, oh, wow. So I decided for now, um, that it was better for me to let that go. I do miss it, but for now, <laughs> for now we're, we're setting that aside. Um, but I also realized that the majority of my time I'm not teaching, I'm, I teach sales and I teach, you know, closing and, and things like that. But the majority of my time is spent coaching mindset and belief and helping women overcome the exact things that I've tackled as a busy working mom. And so I made the decision to get certified as a life coach and have added that 
So um, again, <laughs> monetizing my hobby, <laughs> but, but I love it so much. And the opportunity to help women, not just now in my team, but any busy working mom, I can, I have tools and resources to be able to help them make their life feel better, even if they can't necessarily change their circumstances immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's such an amazing, empowering place to be. Yeah. So and it's that's so kind of, yeah. So that's kind of the long, short <laughs> version of my, <laughs> of my journey and how I got to this point. Now you had mentioned, um, kind of early on, and, and maybe this is a, this would be a good thing to deep dive into, especially with your focus around coaching on mindset. You had mentioned that you didn't have the belief. I'm a big believer in that, by the way. I learned my own journey. You've got to do things from the heart in this split in this space, or it's don't show up because it's people aren't going to connect unless it's from the heart, right? So mm -hmm. that belief piece is is part of that, right? So how did you find the way to really connect into? Was it just because it just felt right? You believed in it. Like what was the thing that got you to the point of? really connecting and believing in yourself, but also believing in what you were doing. So, you know, when, when I was in fitness and I would, I would literally lay in bed at night and just pray and be like, God, what do these people have? Like there were people on the top of the sales charts and they never even opened the program. They didn't even know what they were selling. And <laughs> what do they have that I don't, when I can tell you every step of this program and how it works and why it works and everything anybody ever wanted to know, I'm that person that figures everything out, right? So, and I just, it just didn't click. And then when I came into activewear, again, my intention was only to be like so very part-time with it, but I just found it fun. Clothes are fun <laughs> and making yes. women feel pretty. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's fun. And mm -hmm. when a woman texts me and says, Oh my gosh, I went to the gym today and my pants stayed up and it just felt amazing. I'm like, yes, <laughs> she awesome. felt confident enough yeah. to walk into that gym and do burpees in front of other people. And her pants mm -hmm. didn't fall down. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. So I was starting to feel belief in the product. And then I went to a conference in Dallas and the speaker, her name was Ellie. She stood on stage and no makeup, like, <laughs> like no, like straight, plain hair. Like she, she was as girl next door as you could get. Mm -hmm. And she's making ridiculous money. And she stands on her own stage and says, you will never rise above the level of your mindset. And I just thought, that's it. That's what I need to figure out. Mm -hmm. And so I started really studying like fixed mindset, growth mindset, language, self-talk. And like, really, I, I had studied all that stuff before. I had heard it all before, but it just started hitting different because I was ready to receive it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that quote still to me today, I think I actually just posted it on my social media this weekend you'll never rise above your, the level of your mindset because it's so okay. absolutely true. That was it. That was when the belief shifted was sitting in that conference room in Dallas and hearing her, her say that <laughs> looking like the girl next door. And here she is like a millionaire, you know? 
Yeah. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Absolutely. That is uh, Diana Weber. Definitely has drilled that into my head. <laughs> yeah. And I agree 100%. And, you know, yeah. it's funny. You can hear something so many times, but it, when you're ready for it, it just hits. It's like a punch in the gut. You're just, mm -hmm. you know, and that day I could not tell you what any of the other speakers talked about. I couldn't tell you what we learned. I remember the pictures we took and I remember that quote and that's it. <laughs> that's amazing. And your mind already probably started going down this path of shifting and opening and just, you know, possibilities that probably started really forming after that, right? Because you are now open to receive like, where am I, what am I supposed to do with this? Where am I supposed to go with this? Who, where am I in this journey? Um, and how can I show up in this journey? And that, I, you know, that is impactful for taking action and for next steps. Like, what was that like for you after that point? Well, I mean, at, at that point, my business had already started to kind of grow just organically. Mm -hmm. But from there, it really exploded and took off. And we had a period of really rapid growth. Um, myself and I, I have a running buddy that, that I built alongside and we just, it was so much fun because mm -hmm. we're learning and we're growing and we're doing this work together and it felt authentic mm -hmm. and it felt really good. Like, you know, when, when I mentioned that when I first stepped into the network marketing space, it was not good. It was, I literally everything like being pushed to buy inventory and all of that kind of stuff that you read about that you're like, that doesn't really, ha oh yes, it really happened. So, wow. <laughs> so, um, I'm almost held back at times from promoting different things because I didn't want to come across as that kind of leader. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, we just had so much fun and teaching people how to build authentically and build real relationships and not just be, you know, spammy and yucky and uncomfortable. Like that's, that's not what I want to be known for. And that's not what I want to teach. And so we built something that's really beautiful and it felt so much fun, you know, and that's yeah. important, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what are you, what have you found to be one of the biggest, I would say hurdles, especially for women to overcome as they're like building their business or becoming more confident in what they're working on? So the biggest hurdle every woman has is time. And obviously we all have the same amount of time in the day, but we can't manage time. Time management is a myth. We mm -hmm. can only schedule time. <laughs> so, mm. Now, I am a huge believer in scheduling your time, making a plan, working your plan. So I teach time blocking mm -hmm. for the week, but also for the day. So I mm -hmm. teach to sit down on Sunday, map out your week, but we're working moms. And sometimes life throws us a curveball on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> that was not part of our plan and we have to rework. So I teach to time block your week, but then also in the evening as part of your evening wind down, 
to look at the following day and kind of map out your day and figure out what needs to happen when, what are the six most important things that need mm -hmm. to happen tomorrow and do that sort of brain dump the mm -hmm. evening before. And I really feel like when women take charge of their schedule and they take charge of their time, that makes an enormous difference in what mm -hmm. they're able to accomplish. Um, but also it teaches them where they have to say no. Mm -hmm. And it gives them an excuse because there's no room on their calendar. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so it's, it's one of those really simple things, but it's a huge hurdle for women is we're just so busy and overwhelmed. And when you sit down and you make that plan and you follow that plan, it takes a lot of the overwhelm away. Mm -hmm. So that's one. Um, the other is mom guilt. Mm. And, yep. you know, like <laughs> I remember I was sitting at my computer at my desk and I was getting ready to uh, work on a party for my business. And I looked down and my floor was filthy. <laughs> and I was like, so do I work? Or do I stop and sweep and mop the floors that desperately, obviously need it? And I'm <laughs> I'm not a neat freak, but I do like to have a clean house. And, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes things get away from you. But I was like, I feel guilty working my business, but I also feel guilty if I stop and mop the floor. And so being able to look at my life and delegate what's important. And at that point I brought on a VA that's super part-time. She works like an hour a week, but, <laughs> but that made a huge difference. And I hired a house cleaner. It's not Yay. as expensive as a lot of people mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. And you know, if I sell three pairs of leggings, I paid for her to come clean my house and I don't feel guilty for having dirty floors anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's just, how we look at things. We don't have to feel guilty for having a dirty floor and we don't have to feel guilty for focusing our energy on our business. We just have to find a solution that's workable. Yeah. Do you find that um, false expectations are really some of the root cause of both feeling guilty in either of those instances, feeling guilty about, um, you know, in the, in the mother role or feeling guilty about running the business? Um, and also where it's hard to say no or where we put so much on ourselves that could actually be pushed out. We say, nope, we've got to do all this tomorrow. But instead, like you said, what are the top six most important things? And let go of false expectations of ourselves or that we think other people have of us. Do you find that false expectations become kind of some of the root cause of both of these, these areas that women struggle with? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at media and, you know, I mean, I'm going to age myself a little bit, but like June Cleaver, you know, she did it all, <laughs> she, you know, and you look at this, this highlight reel that social media gives us and you see the mom that's always together and her makeup's done and she's always looks amazing and her kids are perfect and they're all matchy matchy and they have the perfect <laughs> house and her car is always clean. And it's like that expectation of ourselves. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think anybody's putting that expectation on us mm -hmm. in most cases, but it's that comparison to that highlight reel. And we start to raise our expectations of ourselves to unattainable, unrealistic levels that quite frankly, 
aren't fair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're not fair to us, our our partner, our kids. It's not a standard that anybody should have to feel like they should subscribe to. But social media puts us in that place where it's just there and we see it constantly. So I do think there's unrealistic expectations that we put on ourselves, but it's Mm -hmm. as a result of that comparison that happens. I also think that we have really high expectations of ourselves to be the team mom, the class mom, to be the snack lady, to be the the party house for our kids because then we know where they're at and we know Uh they're safe, right? (laughs) So we put a lot on ourselves in that arena too. And learning to say no and clear out some of those things. Like that's why I let go of teaching fitness. I miss those people so much. I love them. They were like my second little family every morning at or Tuesday and Thursday morning at 5:45 AM. Like they were my crew and we had so much fun together. So letting that go was, was not an easy decision. But at the end of the day, realizing that it was taking away time from my family and it was taking away time from a business that made me a lot more money than teaching fitness does because most people do not teach fitness for the money. (laughs) They teach it because they love fitness. Um, At least part-time fitness instructors, personal trainers is another conversation, but, um, realizing that that time investment was really affecting my family in a negative way made it a lot easier to let go of. And so sometimes we just have to evaluate and prioritize, like, where's our time really better spent? And what's going to give us more joy? Mm-hmm. Like, do you desire to mop your floors or do you desire to play with your children? Because (laughs) one of those things can be delegated. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Or if the kids are a little older, get them to help you. (laughs) And you're doing it together with them. They do. They have chores every day that I have to remind Mm -hmm. them, even after this many years, that they have chores every day. But, you know, it's (laughs) nobody's going to clean your house like you do. Nobody's going to fold your laundry like you do. Nobody's going to grocery shop like you do. So you have to release a little bit of control when you Mm -hmm. start allowing people to help you with things. Yeah. But the payback is so worth it in terms of time freedom. Yeah. Question for you. And I'm going to look this up while I'm asking the question. So I make sure I get it right. I just started reading a book and it is called Unicorn Space. And it's by Eve Brodsky. And it's been a really interesting read so far because, or actually I'm listening to it, but (laughs) because what she does is she goes into what happened during the pandemic in women's roles in the house with the children and working and how so much has really become even more on the woman doing more in the house, plus the kids and the learning at home, if there was learning at home during that time, plus the job and not having any time for herself. And it's amazing all of the statistics and she has a very diverse group of research, like everything you can possibly think of, I think she's got it covered as far as getting feedback and research towards, you know, kind of this concept of, you know, how do we actually get to a point of creating 
um, space for creativity. So ha as you have been working with women on time blocking, on, you know, imagining, I'm imagining that it's time blocking, a lot of it is for themselves too, you know, um, what have you found that has either gotten women to a point of complete exhaustion and burnout or has gotten them to a point of I'm over this and I need some space for me and I have to do something that is more of an outlet for me from a creative perspective or whatever is, is giving them joy. Yeah, so I find that women really have a hard time taking time for themselves and mm -hmm. scheduling that time, claiming it and not letting anything take it away from them. And so one of the things I teach when I teach time blocking is to plug in things for you that are non-negotiable and treat them as if they are non-negotiable, like a doctor's appointment. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to miss or a hair appointment. No woman is missing a hair appointment because <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> they're too hard that. to get. So, you know, I mean, treat your workout or, you know, schedule a pedicure and those things need to be treated as at the same level of non-negotiableness as a doctor's appointment or a hair appointment or an important conference call, you know, and sometimes kids get sick and sometimes there's real emergencies, but a lot of times we let things take away our time for ourselves that don't have to, mm -hmm. or we don't ask our partner for help. Mm, yeah. And because we're supposed to be able to be super mom and do mm -hmm. it all. We don't say, Hey, I have this and this, which one can you help me with? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and honestly, communicating with your partner a lot of times is not much different than communicating with your child. You know, when you ask your child, do you want to wear the red jacket today or the mm -hmm. blue jacket? It's not, do you want to wear a jacket? It's which jacket do you mm -hmm. want? Same thing with your partner. I have this that needs to happen and I have this that needs to happen. Which one can you help me with? Mm -hmm. It's not, <laughs> it's not up for negotiation that you're helping. Yeah. You know? And then we have to release that they might not do it exactly the way we would mm -hmm. and not criticize them for not doing it exactly yeah. the way that we would. And that's hard. Like yeah. it's hard because we have a standard in our mind that we subscribe to. And sometimes like, when our, when our son was little, I had an hour daycare drive every day to get him commute from my job to daycare to home was an hour. And so I told my husband, you can cook dinner or you can do the daycare run. Which one would you prefer? So we ate a lot of grilled meat and canned <laughs> vegetables for a long time. <laughs> I love okay. that he owned it though. <laughs> he did. He did. And you know what? He's a great cook now. <laughs> But, but, you know, I just, I couldn't do both mm -hmm. and get anything done at a decent time. So it was, I need help. This needs to happen and this needs to happen. Which one are you going to do? And so he picked cooking and that was fine. And he got real good at the grill. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it's okay to ask for help. And a lot of women feel like they have to do it all. We don't, and we shouldn't try. If you have help, and I know some women are single moms or in a situation where they work opposite schedules with their partner, and that's hard. Um, you can still ask for help. 
you know, engage a circle. It takes a village, right? So maybe you trade off with another mom or you use a meal prep service to help or, you know, grocery delivery is so easy now. <laughs> Thank you, pandemic. <laughs> you know, like like there's there's things out there and not all of them are crazy expensive. So mm -hmm. even if you don't have physical help, there are still resources that you can draw on. You just have to be willing to release some control. Mm-hmm. Oh, you hit on so many key, amazing things there. The communication with the partner is one that where I think because women were taking everything on during the pandemic and there's still hangover from that, the um, communication of, hey, we've got to do things a little differently now because there's a lot more on us. I don't, I think women just expected that the husband would step in or the father would step in. And I don't think that that is a realistic expectation if you don't communicate, here's what I need. Um, and I think that's where communication in general and partnerships and where, you know, disappointment happens is because we're expecting somebody to read our mind or we're expecting them to just know what they need to do. Um, but in reality, we just have to have a conversation about it. We need to communicate, you know, here's what I need. Here's what we need to do together. And then how can you help? Um, and it makes all the difference because it's easier for everyone instead of going through like the trauma really of disappointment of un unanswered and, and uh, expectation hangover, you know, right. that can happen. Um, the other thing is that um, I think when we uh, tend to kind of take all of this on, so it's, you know, we're working in isolation a lot because we're like, well, I can handle it. I can do this. I saw my mom do it, or I saw this person do it, or I see it all over social media. And it seems like everybody else can do this. Why can't I? Right. And we sit here and we go through this um, almost like a competition with ourselves that we have to do it. If we don't, we're failure. But your point about using your resources and asking for help, I think is so important nowadays um, it's so important for us to support each other as well. And, you know, even if it's just, I'm having a bad day, I really just need to talk to somebody. Instead of trying to just navigate it yourself in isolation or trying to, um, you know, figure out, well, what did I not do right about this? <laughs> it's not that you did something wrong. It's just that, you know, it's let some things go, let go of control, let go of release, release some of the expectations that you have on yourself. Um, as you think through your coaching journey, what is one of the big goals you would love to help women with accomplishing their mindset um, shifts, getting away from these high expectations of self or, you know, guilt in, in living, <laughs> um, not feeling selfish when they set aside time for themselves or they pursue something that they're very interested in doing. Like, what are your visions of being able to help women accomplish during your coaching, uh, upcoming, I'll call it, um, coaching endeavors? So I'm going to dive into that real quick. But when we tell ourselves that we should be able mm -hmm. to do all the things or that our partner should just know, <laughs> um, Whenever I hear the word should, I don't remember who said this. I don't remember where I heard it. But ever since I did, it stuck with me. Should is an expectation couched in judgment. Mm -hmm. And so if we're in the in our heads and we're like, well, he should just know or she should just know. And while well, he sees me making the bed every morning, well, he should just know to come help me. Like mm -hmm. 
that is expectation and judgment together and it's not serving you where verbalizing it would. I just I just felt like I had yes. to get that out. Thank <laughs> you. That was beautiful. I'm adding that so, to the show note highlights too. <laughs> so um for for my coaching journey, I see myself and I'm I'm working on a course around this. I have it mostly mapped out. Um really helping women navigate taking ownership of their time and their mindset because I feel like so many of us are on this hamster wheel and it's work, it's kids, it's home, it's the house, it's all the sports and extracurriculars and just all the stuff and we don't have time for anything that we want to do or we feel guilty when we take the time or when we spend the money <laughs> to go get a facial or treat ourselves to a pedicure or do you know those things for ourselves and we're shortchanging ourselves our kids are walking around in you know the best nike's and you know super cute clothes and i see 12 year olds at the middle school and they've got their nails done and full highlights and i'm just like and mom is looking rough and tired <laughs> and her daughter is 12 and she looks amazing. And mama, you deserve to look and feel as great as your 12 year old does mm -hmm. and better because it's your money that's paying for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, and I feel like as working moms, especially we have all the expectations of stay at home moms and there's don't get me wrong, much respect to stay at home moms, because honestly, yeah. I couldn't be a stay at home mom. Nope, me I, <laughs> I would probably be insane. So I have a lot of respect for stay at home moms, but we have all the expectations of running the household. Mm -hmm. plus the responsibilities of our jobs and juggling all of the kids and all of the things. And we deserve happiness. And instead, so many of us are barreling towards burnout at 65 miles an hour. Yeah. And it's not fair. It's not fair to any mother to be teetering on the brink of losing her mind mm -hmm. because she's got so much happening and it's disrupting her sleep and her hormones are a mess and because she can't work out and she's not eating right. And it's just a hamster wheel of a life. We only have so much time on this earth. Mm -hmm. We only have so much time to enjoy our kids before they're 18 and storming out mm -hmm. the door because they don't like their job. You know, <laughs> that happened today. So, <laughs> I was going to say, that know? sounds very personal. <laughs> it was very personal. I was like, wow, he's surly. But, you know, I mean... He's 18 and mm -hmm. that's what he did. And, you know, okay, well, have fun. You know, so it's like we only have such a limited amount of time. We deserve to enjoy it. So my, my mission is to help moms figure out what they want, figure out what their dreams are, figure out what they need to do to get there and to help them. And they might not be able to change their immediate circumstances. Like one mom I'm working with is a nurse practitioner. She's a neuro something or other. <laughs> I, I know it's serious and I know sometimes her patients pass away and it's stressful and it's sad and it's hard and she can't leave that job right now, but she's working on creating a business 
that is going to be still in the medical field, but fun and exciting. And it's going to give her freedom to have that life that she wants. And what she really wants is to be able to go sit with her chickens every day. (laughs) And that's great. Like that's her happy place. That's what fills Uh her with joy. So we're working towards that and we're taking baby steps. But in the meantime, we're working on her mindset so that her day-to-day feels better. Mm-hmm. She's taking breaks to get outside or closing her office door and turning off her phone for 10 minutes and just yeah. decompressing if she can't go outside because it's freezing, mm-hmm. you know? And the change I have seen in this woman in our conversations, her circumstances haven't changed. Mm-hmm. They will. She's working on it. Mm-hmm. Not there yet. But her smiles are brighter. You can tell her posture is better. Her whole attitude is lighter because her mindset around her circumstances. And eventually her circumstances will be better too. Yes. Yes. So, so that's what I want. You know, we might not be able to quit our job tomorrow, but we can certainly feel better about our job when we're walking in the door. Oh, I love that so much. So you're hitting it from all angles, really, you know, it's like current, future, building, um, really, you know, committing and dedicating to self, um, and it makes such a difference. And all of those things combined allow someone to really break free. It's like almost like the chains get released on life. Yeah. I think as moms, we get so busy being mom, Mm -hmm. we forget to dream. Yeah. Like we forget. Mm -hmm. I remember many years ago looking at one of my friends and saying, I know what I want, but I can't see it. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the ability to see my future and see myself in it. Mm -hmm. So seeing a woman really take charge of what she wants and being able to see herself, because, you know, if we can see it in our mind's eye, Mm -hmm. we can achieve it. So that ability to dream again is, I feel like it's so crucial, Mm -hmm. you know? And if, if that's all I give someone, then I know I've changed their life. Yeah. But that's beautiful. That's such a gift. That's awesome. That's, I mean, I know it changed my life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That vision is so important. It is. It is. And I would love for you to share uh, maybe some details about, um, well, you can share about the book. You can share about the, um, how people can find you and get in touch with you um, and anything you have on your upcoming master cor- masterclass. That would be awesome. Okay. So the book is called Unstoppable and it, I will get you the link and It's a compilation. So I've contributed a chapter that tells my story, but there's over 20 women, I believe, in the Mm. book that have each contributed chapters. And like one of the most amazing women actually um, lost a child and she became a grief coach as a result of that experience. And we have a military mom who um, is career military and has built an amazing investment portfolio. It's just like so many different varied stories. Yeah. It's kind of like chicken soup for the female entrepreneur, you know, 
<laughs> so it's it's going to be a really great book. I'm really excited about it. And what's really cool is it's going to be released in like Kindle version first mm-hmm. is the proceeds from the Kindle version are being um, the proceeds are being donated to a UNICEF children's charity. So, yeah, and I am so passionate about literacy and helping children grow and step up out of poverty. So anytime I can do anything that contributes to that, it just, it just fills me with joy. So Mm -hmm. that was one of the reasons why I took part in this project was because I love the idea that the proceeds are going to help kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, as far as finding me, you can find me on Facebook. You can search my name. Um, but also, I do have a page, Uplift and Impact. And that is where I share things specific to helping women cope. And there's links to my courses. And when my Mom Guilt course goes live, mm-hmm. then it will be available on there as well, which that should be releasing in March. Fantastic. I love it. Melissa, thank you so much for being with us. This was just uh, one of my favorite episodes, I have to say, out of, I think you're number 44. Um, It is one of my favorite episodes that we've done so far. I think timeliness of this, how important it is for people just to hear they're not alone. Um, Things have changed and yes, it has gotten harder, but it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and, and, And that you're out there on a mission to really help women and especially moms be able to just, you know, dream again, take their time back, own it, own it, own it, own it, um, and just release some of the guilt and some of the false expectations they have for themselves. I think it's just so insightful, such a great journey and share and vulnerability. And thank you for sharing with us. Appreciate well, thank that. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. I This has been so much fun. Awesome. If you like this episode, share it on LinkedIn and add me at Angie Belts McCourt. And if you really want to say thank you, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.